Hey there, it's Hedvig from Abundate. Do you ever feel like you're constantly battling against your multilingual brain at work? Maybe you struggle to find the right words in English, worry about your accent or your grammar, or you find yourself constantly overthinking your language use to avoid making a mistake. You're not alone. Did you know that this lack of confidence in your language skills can actually lower your working memory capacity? That means you might not be performing at your best if you're distracted by any language worries or uncertainty. But here's the thing, it's not your fault. We have been taught to approach language learning in a way that goes against the natural functioning of our multilingual brains. The good news is that there's a way to actually work with your brain instead of against it a way to develop effective communication strategies that go beyond just grammar and vocabulary, a way to gradually build your confidence and skills without dedicating hours every day, and most importantly, a way to bring your unique voice and personality to the conversation instead of kind of sounding like somebody else. Introducing the School of Certainty. Abundate's group coaching program designed specifically for professionals like you who use English as a foreign language at work. I understand your frustration because I've been there myself. And now I help professionals like you to confidently build and nurture relationships in English, bring out the best and most competent version of yourself and excel in your career. Don't let your language worries hold you back any longer. Join the School of Certainty and start your journey towards confident and effective communication. Visit abundate.org soc to get started. That's a-b-u-n-d-a-t-e dot o-r-g slash s-o-c. Learning a language is not what you think, but so much more. I'm Hedvig Sandvu, language and learning coach, and welcome to the Abundate podcast. As you'll know, being an Abundate podcast listener, my motto as a language coach is that language learning is not what you think, but say it with me, so much more, right? It's about mindset, psychology, habits, neuroscience, lifestyle, etc., right? And in this episode, I want to talk about one of these kinds of, um, well, actually three of these kinds of mindset and lifestyle related aspects of language learning, because I'd like to share a few observations on what people who learn more successfully seem to do differently from others. So this episode is for you if you're serious about learning a foreign language. And as you listen, think about how this might apply to your life. If you're taking language classes or doing language coaching, then think about how you can bring some of these ideas into your next language lesson. Though I definitely think you'll get value from this whether or not you're currently taking any classes. And if you're interested in a little bonus insight, stick around until the very end and you'll get more details on a little bonus for my listeners. So when I first started working as a language teacher and then about six months later, I trained to be a language coach. Um, most of the people that I'd work with had what I would call a linear kind of progression in their learning. 
Meaning one session we might work on past tenses and then they'd be better at past tenses. And the next week we might practice small talk and then they'd feel more comfortable and more confident with small talk and so on. So that's a kind of linear progression where every week you kind of add one, right? Uh, One skill or one thing to your uh, like skills repertoire. And then there's a second kind of progression where instead of a linear, let's say, line, (laughs) we see kind of an exponential improvement in their learning, meaning that they're not just getting the value of practicing these specific skills, they're also getting more confidence and more creative and more able to kind of solve problems and think on the spot. Um... And actually getting, building skills that they might use in other areas of their life as well. And that's what I mean by exponential. I mean, don't ask me to put it on a graph and give you the numbers. Because I don't, it's it's a kind of feeling thing, isn't it? But, um, but yeah, so that's what I mean by exponential improvement. And I think that actually really comes from the client. So these are the people who maybe already do a few things differently from the rest. Or they're the people who are open to doing things differently and to working with me a little bit differently as we go through our language coaching sessions. And I'll just say that I believe both the linear and the exponential types of learners are still getting the value that they're looking for out of the sessions. And it's absolutely great to come to me with really specific language goals to work on. But it's just so much fun to see real transformation in my learners when they're open and doing a few of these things that I'll talk about. And as a result, they're then able to speak much more fluently without really having to had, uh, having to learn a lot more technical language skills because they're just using the language they already know more effectively and creatively and without getting caught in a worry loop uh, kind of thing about saying the wrong thing. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want you to think that they're putting in a lot of extra time or work necessarily, because most of the people I work with are super busy professionals who have to be really deliberate about how they spend their spare time. They don't necessarily make time for like homework between sessions, but there are things that they might do either while we're in the session together something that they do differently during sessions or as they're going about their day-to-day lives in between sessions um or even something they've been doing you know since long before working with me or something that they continue doing after working with me that really help them to learn faster and with more ease I should say when I say ease I don't mean that they just like I said, they don't just learn stuff really easily, but there are things that they do that basically reduces barriers to learning and remembering that often come up and that increase the likelihood that they'll remember something and be able to use it and actually put the phrase or the um, grammar term into practice the next time the right situation comes up. Okay. I've been stalling long enough. So what do these people do differently? Let me tell you about three things. And by the way, if you're not a language learner yourself, but you know somebody who is, or if you think uh, you you might work with language learners uh, in some capacity, then 
maybe uh, it'll be useful for you to share these um, tips with them as well. So the first thing that excellent language learners do differently is that they make a habit of learning new vocabulary in context. What I mean by that is, let's say you're in a meeting and somebody uses a word or phrase that you don't know. It doesn't have to be a meeting, by the way. It can be a conversation. It can be uh, something you're reading. Maybe you're watching a film or TV show or you're listening to a podcast. Wink, wink. Uh, So you, you know, you take a note, you write down that unfamiliar phrase and maybe you even have a little list of new phrases for later. And then when you do have time, you look up those phrases You think about the context of when you heard each of them and um, yeah, make sure that you can understand how you can use those phrases for next time or for for a later time. And of course, if you have a language coach, this is stuff you can bring, you know, you can bring that list of phrases to your next session and talk them through with your coach. And the important thing is that you're being proactive about learning words and phrases that are relevant to your everyday life. Because the alternative way of learning new vocabulary might be something like uh, like standardized vocab lists or language learning apps. But these usually won't be personalized to you. And so you won't get that rich context that you get from a personal memory. If you have kind of a personal memory that you attach to each word or phrase um, of when that phrase was first kind of introduced to you in real life that just brings so much more richness to um to the learning and it helps you to remember okay ready for the second thing the second thing i've noticed people do is spontaneously relate new language to themselves what i mean by that is they kind of give themselves permission to be a little self-centric by making anything new that they learn highly relevant to themselves. And we know that this is how our memory works. Our memory works best when new information is made to be super relatable and applicable to our own lives. So, you know, the traditional language learning approach is quite passive where the student kind of waits for the teacher to tell them what they need to learn next and then the student just focuses on trying to remember and reproduce that language. But really excellent language learners take a more uh, proactive approach and they bring their own examples into coaching sessions. They take new information and apply it to their own life circumstances. To give you an example, uh, a little while ago, I had a session with with a learner about expressions using the words make and do in English. So expressions like uh, make the bed, do homework, do someone a favor, make up your mind, etc. And we had been working together for maybe one or two months at this point. So uh, I guess, you know, my my client had probably gotten a little bit used to uh, this style of, of thinking already. And just spontaneously came up with specific examples from her own life. And as a language coach, I can help my clients to come up with their own examples. And it's part of my neuro-language coaching training to always help them compare new language with existing language or existing knowledge. But then when this becomes a habit that you then start to spontaneously um, do 
without a coach prompting you. It means that you're more easily stimulating the brain regions involved in forming lasting memories because you're making stuff relevant to you continuously and spontaneously. So this is kind of what I meant by ease earlier. You know, for my client, it had become a habit when she was exposed to a new phrase to immediately think about how she could apply it to herself. And it wasn't hard because it was actually basically automatic. Okay, the third and final thing that I want to mention that excellent language learners do is practice being comfortable with not knowing everything. So basically it means they have a growth mindset and that they know they're in this learning process of using language more effectively and creatively to achieve their desired outcomes. It's a process. It's not a, um, it's not something that they have to do perfectly all the time because they know it's a continuous journey for them. I know I should probably do a full episode on just how important creative thinking is for language learners. Um, because when you can think creatively about language, then you can kind of talk your way around a word you don't know. So if there's a word you don't know, you basically just use other words and you make it work. Like you kind of describe um, the word, right? So if I can't think of the word microphone, I could say, um, you know, a thing that you talk into and then it records what you're saying, for example, right? Uh, I'm saying this because I'm looking down at my microphone at the moment as I'm recording the podcast. Um, so that basically helps you to become adaptable to unfamiliar situations in a much, uh, to a much greater extent. And I say this is something that you practice. I mentioned the word, you know, you practice being comfortable with not knowing everything because it really isn't just, it's not a natural state of mind. We're wired to be afraid of the unknown, (laughs) to be afraid of, you know, the social rejection that might come from saying, I don't know. Um, So it's a practice that some people work on regularly to get to the point where they can say, I don't know, and kind of still feel confident. And especially for people who may have a bit of imposter syndrome or people who worry a lot about making mistakes, these can be real barriers to making progress as a language learner because worrying takes a lot of brain power and a big chunk of our working memory, which we know is limited. Um, and of course, I'm repeating myself a little bit because I went into much more detail about working memory and cognitive load and stuff like that in episode 14 about self-trust. So you can check that out after this episode if you haven't heard it already. Um, So yeah, that's my final point about kind of being at ease and relaxed and even feeling confident even when you know you still have more to learn. Okay, so there you have it. Those three observations that I've made about what learners do who really excel and grow exponentially rather than linearly. They learn vocabulary in real life contexts. They spontaneously relate new language with existing personal knowledge. And finally, they practice being comfortable with not knowing everything yet. So... My question for you after this episode is quite simply, what do you think? (laughs) Can you relate? Do you perhaps already do some of these things yourself? 
And if this was a lot of information, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed or like you have to change everything you're doing. And maybe if you're looking to change something, then what would be one thing you could choose to do differently based on this episode? And again, I'm gonna just, I think I've mentioned this before. I know I talk about it on social media, but remember that I'm not giving you advice on what I think you should be doing. Um, I know from research, really, from reading studies that show that when people follow other people's advice, it's much less useful and it's much less likely to be um, followed through on continuously and over a long period of time than when you have found the solution yourself. Finding the solution yourself based on your own um, intuition, based on your own knowledge of your life circumstances, because really you are the expert on yourself, is the best way to solve a problem because you are an excellent problem solver in and of yourself. In and of yourself? Is that an expression? Um, yeah, so you you are the expert on yourself. Um, so please don't um, take this as advice. It's more um, perhaps conversation prompts um, for conversations that you may want to have with yourself about your own learning. So finally, I'm going to leave you with a little bonus for any listeners who want to know about a final fourth thing that my most excellent learners do differently if you visit abundate.org slash xlnt because you are excellent um sorry about the pun um and you fill in a really short like two question survey I will email you a bonus observation and a bit of the science behind that one as well and that's a-b-u-n-d-a-t-e dot o-r-g forward slash x-l-n-t Take care and I'll talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to the Abundate podcast with me, Hedvig Sandbu, a language coach and founder of Abundate, where I offer language coaching services and a self-paced language learning toolkit program for ambitious people who want to improve their language skills without studying for hours every day. Podcast graphics were designed by Sengflow Designs and the theme music was created by Poddington Bear. The rest was done by me, Hedvig Sandu. Thanks for listening and until next time. Hey, before you go, here's a quick reminder for you who uses English as a foreign language at work. Go check out the School of Certainty, specifically designed for the international professional to help build brain-friendly communication skills so you can stop overthinking Did I say that right? What's the right word here? Should I put an S on the end there? Visit abundate.org slash SOC for more information.